Hey, everybody, and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, we have a bonus episode for you from Achieve Freedom Coaching's recent summit about self-leadership and the power it has to transform your life. This talk is by Lisa, one of our incredible coaches at Achieve Freedom Coaching. Lisa is obsessed with helping others developing a focus and motivation for building their best lives. Listen closely today to get some insights into the breadcrumbs your subconscious mind may be leaving for you about how you should be really spending your time and start building your life by design in your personal growth journey. Enjoy the show. Who am I? I'm a person that uh, lived a very distracted life for a, a very big part of my adulthood and realized through the help of a coach that the only way to change that was to be coached into a different thing, a different way, a different process. So I have become very um, almost borderline obsessed with this idea of how to focus yourself, how to motivate yourself um, and work on this to improve your life. So this means all areas of your life and two particular um, areas of focus for me are obviously business and personal, like actual personal relational um, items, but also entrepreneurial business. So that's who I am. I'm just a person who's out here in the world designing her life and loving helping others do the same. So the, the whole concept behind my session, and I'm going to be looking for uh, questions as well, is this idea of a process. Everything in your life is a process. And, and whether you are process oriented or not, you have to understand that that is the way to um, compounding success. Um, the very first step in understanding where you wanna go and, and, and having a focus is understanding who you are. So I love what Laura was saying before me because I believe that a lot of our um, coaching really crosses over itself. And one of the things that is huge is understanding yourself in a connection way. So who were you in the past? And writing a letter to your past self and forgiving your past self is huge. Who do you wanna be in the future? This is a way to reconnect with dreams. And I want you to know that um, this is really like ground zero of the work, the work of getting focused to relaunch your life. Um, another bullet point up there is procrastination. I really firmly believe that procrastination is just evidence showing itself to us that we're headed in the wrong direction. So we have been, I think, conditioned to believe that procrastination is actually a flaw and that some people have it and others don't. Some people have it a little more extreme than others. But what I really believe is that it's just a signal and evidence that you need to take things in a different direction. And again, we can go back to um, fixing this by addressing broken thought patterns and, and broken habits, which are born out of lack of focus, believe it or not. So live your joy and your legacy will be born. It's time to tell your story. I really believe that we are all here on this journey to experience life and be the best version of ourselves. And that includes telling your story. I work a lot with my clients on I, this idea of what are your wins? What are your dreams? And what is your unique story? Because every single one of us has a unique story different from the next. So if you haven't composed that, then it's a very, very good thing to do. It just really gets you grounded in this awareness, taking inventory to get ready for your focus, for your path. Um, discovering your purpose. You know, I have worked on this for, for a lot of years. So some people say to me, well, I don't know what my purpose is. 
Um, and a lot of other people will say, well, it's my family. That's like the first um, answer. But what I want to say to you about your purpose is that um, it's really about the dreams you had once deep down when you were younger. It's about this idea of where you, where you can find yourself in a place where things all feel right and possibility exists. And that's really your purpose. And, and many people do connect it to family and that's 100% okay. Some people connect it to um, a job, uh, a cause, a charity, you know, animals. It, it really doesn't matter what it is, but you really do need to discover it because it will be a big part of the driver that gets you up and keeps you consistent on that path of focus. Um, distractions show up because you don't have such a locked vision in place that you that you can push out the distractions. They show up and then you let them take you away with them. And the idea behind how I coach is this idea of, hey, we're going to get you so locked tight on this purpose, on this vision for your life, that distractions will never take you away again. You will not be swept up in them. So, and you also have to understand the psychology about this, speaking to the mindset portion of this, that potential opportunity, it exists every day, everywhere. And I remember the first time I heard this, and I'm pretty sure it was, it was a pretty influential person. I can't remember, but it was a coach that had been around a long, long time. And he basically said, you know, when people say the good old days, you know, never happen again, I just totally disagree. Because every single minute of every single hour of every single day is a unique opportunity to tune in, to dial into the opportunity that exists for your unique talent and personality. So it's your job to unlock it. It's everywhere. So know that you never have to go forward and lack or worry. It's always there. It's just our job to reveal it to ourselves. So you are your own greatest gift to the world and you must begin to treat yourself this way. I say this because, um, and I heard a little bit of that dialogue going on in the previous session, this idea of we are so hard on ourselves and we are human beings, not human doings. Um, and you know, if you can't be good to yourself, if you can't be your own best friend first, well, then how the heck are you supposed to go out and attract the life that you want to attract? You just can't because you're coming from a place of broken. So this is a lot of big words. I realize that and it's a lot of big concepts. And this is a condensed kind of like overview of it. But when we coach together, we take a deep dive into these things. And I do a very prescriptive discovery call with you to make sure which areas um, are your blind spots and where do you need help? And it isn't a blanket formula. I'm giving you the whole overview just so you understand these are some of the touch points in that. All right, casting your vision. This is really fun for me. I think I naturally did this my whole life. I actually have a fine arts degree. Um, I'm an artist by trade and I've been an artist since I was a child I, and I am really obsessed with creation. And casting your vision is something that naturally it seems like people that have a great visual um, identity and know how to, to see things in their mind are very good at this, but anyone can do this. And there's a lot of tools and resources and writers, authors, speakers, and leaders out there that'll help you with this. And I think it's super exciting because once you connect your past to the present and then you cast it to the future, you can see that you're already 98% of the way there. Seriously, if you live, if you were born in America, in a free, this free country, with the ability to access resources, which not everybody has, but if you have the ability 
And you can get up every day and decide what you want to do with your day, more or less. I know that doesn't count for 100% of the people, 100% of the time, but I'm saying it counts a lot. And if you can do that, you are 98% of the way there. So I want you to stop beating yourself up and realize that this is going to be um, true for you. You're going to be able to do this. This is not about whether if or when or how. This is a for sure you are going to do it. We just need to put together the plan for you. So it's not about reaching the goal. It's about the person you become through the process of striving for it. And everyone knows that. Everyone says that. Even the Olympics, the Olympians now, they say, you know, it's great to get all these medals, but it was that striving period up to the medals that, that was the transformational part of my life that was so amazing. Because many of the people, once they get the medals, like I can't remember who her name is. Um, is it Jacqueline? And there was an um, athlete that won like the most track and field medals for a woman. And I think she got five and she was kind of like, almost like, wow, like the, the joy is over with now. I got all the medals and I'm walking away. So just keep in mind that the process of coaching is that joy seeking process. And it's really, really cool. It's, it's a combination of work and joy at the same time. So developing the goals. Um, so you attract what you think about most and what you focus on expands. So if you are thinking about how you have to lose weight, then you, then food appears in front of you all the time and becomes a true misery. Um, when you think about you know, how much debt you owe, it just seems like you can never catch a break. When you think on the negative things of your life, you oftentimes get more of that. So if you can understand that what you feel with your feel in your mind, those are the things that you can create in the real. It's pretty empowering. It is amazing when you start to see that it actually is true and it can happen and it will happen with enough consistency and focus. So start where you are, use what you have and begin now. Um, this is so critical. I feel like a lot of the people I coach, and I would say it's about seven out of 10 people, when they come to me, they always apologize for not being prepared. They say they haven't gotten their database ready. They don't have a marketing plan ready. They haven't been following a business plan, on and on and on. But what I want to convey to you today is it doesn't matter. You can wake up today. You could wake up the day before the year is over with. And as long as you make a plan and you stick to it from that day forward, you can make it work. You can change your life. You can design your life, design your business and have a new story. So know that it's not about getting ready to get ready to get ready. It truly is about that moment when you make that decision and use what you have right now. And, and that's part of my coaching too. We take an inventory of your strengths. What are your strengths? We're going to build on those. What are your weaknesses? We're going to leverage those. So that's a huge part of developing the goal. Um, we identify and develop small but powerful habits that create compounding successes. And before we get to step five, I just really want to um, elaborate a little bit on the word compound. Today, I woke up knowing about this um, summit, this webinar, and I thought, okay, what is the word for today? And it really hit me. It is the word compound. Because what I realized at 55 years old is that the habits we have are either compounding us in the direction we want to go to positive things, or they are compounding us in negative ways into a direction that is a backslide. 
So in your physical habits of your eating, your exercise, in your mental habits of what you say, what you think, how you treat others, how you treat yourself, all of these habits compound. So if you take away one word for today from me, I just want you to always think there's never a neutral moment. I'm either working towards the goal of a better future or I'm sliding back and I am not um, going to have that future. You may have moments where you think you're holding steady, but life doesn't work that way. Life is always changing and moving. You never get to just sit still. There's the news flash. And I used to think you could. I actually used to think at one point in my life in my 30s and 40s that, okay, if I could just get to this income level and just get this house, this neighborhood, you know, get the kids settled, get this, get that, get my savings, get my debt paid off. I would be then able to be what I call quote unquote stable. And at 55, 20 years later, I realized that is not the point or the goal. The goal is not to be stagnant and stable and sitting in one spot looking outward. The goal is to keep moving. But instead of swimming against the current, you want to swim with the, the flow. And that is the whole point of life. And once you go with the flow, I know it sounds super cliche, but once you go with the flow, everything lines up and starts to compound in a different way, in a positive way for you. And that's another thing I do as a coach to help people get that traction going and get that compounding success in the right direction. I help them identify it and decide what they want to do. Okay, so step five, this is really huge. Um, I don't think I found my true cheerleader in step five, select the players. You know, life is about selecting the players. I used to think that everyone had equal importance in my life and deserved exactly equal treatment. And what I learned from the book, The One Thing, is that not everything matters equally. So that's one of the lies we tell ourselves that everything matters equally. And if you as a person who's a human being, not a human doing, intends to start treating every single person, every single situation and circumstance with the exact same amount of energy, guaranteed you will be spent every single day. You will not feel invigorated. You will not feel energized. The very first cheerleader, I call them, oh, I have different names for them. I call them the players. I call them your bench. I call them your cheerleaders. I call them your raving fans. The first time someone showed up for me in my life, I was already closer to 35 years old. And I felt what it was for the first time to have a person that really believed in my, my vision for my life. And that was a good feeling. And it took a, a long time before I found more. But when I was introduced to this concept through a coach and it all came into focus and came crystal clear for me, I knew what I had to do. I had to get rid of my um, bench and rebuild the bench. So when I did that about seven years ago, my complete um, story changed. And that's where the compounding successes started happening happening closer together and in greater um, numbers. And it was just crazy. So you need to seek equal or greater energy by aligning with people that you know, like, and trust. I know you guys have heard this. This is crazy, but it's so simple and obvious. But the truth is there is someone that you know, like, and trust that believes in you and 
also, by the way, the kinds of clients I work with are those types of people as well. And, and guess what? The people that know, like, and trust me are not the same people that are going to know, like, and trust you. So there's a Jack for every Jill and there's a synergy out there. And it's not an exclusive thing. It's not about like being, you know, treating one person one way, another person another way. It's about who are the people that, that support you and speak to you and will, um, We'll build into the design with you and go with you as you keep improving. So you train others how to treat you and you have to examine the things you tolerate and the ones you won't. I never did this before. I spent a whole lifetime just letting people treat me the way they wanted to according to their moods, their emotions, their needs. And when I realized the first time I heard someone say, go to where you're celebrated, not to where you're just tolerated. That was the first time I had a, an epiphany moment, an aha moment where I said, oh my God, I do not have to let people put their emotions on me, put their drama on me, put their issues on me. I can put boundaries around it. It doesn't mean you get rid of everybody. I mean, there's going to be family members, trust me, we all have them that, you know, it's a family member, you're not getting rid of them. They are staying in your life. So how do you deal with that? Well, you train them on how to treat you. So you don't let people um, hijack a conversation and treat you poorly or say poor things. You leave the room. You don't go to the meeting or the, the event where they're at and, and hang out with them. You just put those firm boundaries up and then you keep moving because this is such a critical component of that relaunch of you, because if you don't have the self-confidence to feel like you're at that place where you could do some, um, you know, new adventures and new ideas, if you go back and check with someone and they laugh at you or they belittle you or they tell you you're crazy, then you won't do it. So even with all of that, um, you know, the foundation built leading up to the players, if you don't have the players in line in the right positions, it's not going to go either. So back to the how I coach, we talk about this, we talk about who's in your life, who's on your team, you know, all of that. And just make sure that it's um, all focused on helping you step to the next compounding success. I had a phenomenal coach. Um, he's a legend in the real estate industry. His name is Floyd Wickman. I was mentored by him for three years and his protege, if you will, for, for a brief moment in time. And you know, he said to me, Lisa, um, think about the Titanic. So if the Titanic, if they had done a few incremental maneuvers of that ship, it wouldn't have hit the iceberg. So, you know, you don't get to miss the iceberg by doing a sharp, hard turn of the wheel. That's not what we're talking about. And when it comes to the players in your life, the people in your life, you, you know, I'm not asking you to get up and just divorce everybody and, and say goodbye to everybody. But it's, it's really more about an awareness of where you allow them to um, be in your life. I have an example. Um, uh, I, will have a, I won't say who it is, but I have a family member that's got addiction problems. And I let her into my life at all hours of the day and every day. And it's just like I realized what an energy suck that was to like be counseling this person all the time. And I realized I don't have to end this relationship. I just need to put boundaries around it. So now we don't meet at her house or my house. We meet at a neutral location, like a restaurant. We make the date six to eight weeks in advance. So we know leading up a couple texts come, oh, I can't wait to see you and talk about it. So then I know I've got a little more control over this. And so 
And how do you do that? You have to make micro changes, micro maneuvers, and keep going until that moment when you realize you're down to like maybe two people in your world, your team, your wherever, that are suddenly it's not as hard to manage because it used to be maybe eight people were a major problem and now it's two and you're like, oh, this is no big deal. I'll just do this. You can just walk around it then. You don't have to have these dramatic like breakups or anything. And instead of looking at the negative of like mm-hmm. oh, getting rid of people, look at it like this more. Add positive people that inspire you. Keep adding, adding, adding on this side. And eventually that influence kind of like just will eclipse the other thing. Yeah. And your mindset will be so strong that what I noticed there was a turning point for me around 2013 or 14, where I had a lot of like negative chatter about being an entrepreneur, being self-employed and just crazy stuff. And I remember I got to a point where I actually could just speak over it. There was a time when I actually let it infiltrate and I felt bad about it. And then I questioned things, but I got to a point where my mindset was so strong because of this um, team of people that were my supporters that I just talked right over it. I'd say, okay, great. Well, you know, we disagree. We agree to disagree. Let's go on. Let's have some Turkey. I am where I am. I do what I do. And I know this is the right path for me. You can never, um, you're never at a wrong place to begin. So don't procrastinate. Don't like just say, oh, well, January one's the day I'll kick it off. Like if you're aware of it, do it now. And that goes to um, Mel Robbins. She's got the five second rule. So that would be my insight to you. If you're having thoughts of awareness, then just activate in five seconds. Even if it means write a note to yourself, put something in the calendar, whatever, do something and don't let thoughts swirl around your head. Thoughts of a better life, thoughts of improvement, thoughts of, you know, I wish I could do this some different way and do nothing with it. Find somebody that'll help you. What I learned about myself in the last five to seven years is that when I had the right players in place, um, it was such a motivation to be celebrated and, and um, cheered that I no longer procrastinated as much as I used to. I'm not sure what the psychology is behind that. I'm not a psychologist, but I know there's a lot. So I remember that moment of transition. Let's talk about number six, narrowing the focus. Um, You've got to narrow the focus. Stillness is the opposite of distraction and focus is the path towards that. So there's a lot of power in the clarity Uh, in clarity, and you cannot hit a target that you cannot see. So I remember someone saying that to me for the first time when I was an entrepreneur, they're like, well, how many units do you want? And I was like, I don't know. They're like, well, how will you hit? How will you know when you've hit success if you don't know what you're aiming for? And I was like, hmm, good question. So uh, those questions came to me around 2008 is when I um, started a real estate career. And I want you to know that no one does it alone. And this is probably one of, I mean, I can't tell you how many big ahas I've had in my life, but there's some big ones. And this one is big. This one of idea of leaning into your strengths and leveraging your weaknesses. I think, especially women, I'm not sure about men because I never was one. So I don't want to speak for men, but especially women, I feel, um, think they must do everything, even the stuff that they suck at. I think women feel like they have to do it all. And then they've got to find a way to do it all well, even if they don't like it. Even if you don't like cooking or doing something like driving the kids to a soccer game, even if you're not in love with parts of your life, but you're in love with your children or, you know, your business, 
why are you forcing yourself to do the things you're poor at? If there's one thing I've learned from top producers around the country, um, men and women, and of every generation and, and production level, basically $500,000 earners and up, it's this. They have learned how to leverage their weaknesses. Why would they do more of what they're crappy at? They do more of what they're good at. And that generates more energy, more attraction, and more business, therefore more profits oftentimes. So that's a huge one. Um, and narrowing the focus means setting a goal and then putting action plans into place. And the visualization of this will begin to manifest it into reality. So this is all tying the first slides together. This idea of, you know, who am I? What am I going to, what can vision can I cast? You know, what do I need to do? Who do I need to help me? What are my strengths? And now what exactly is this dialed in focus? And when you put those goals and action plans into place, you're really dialing, dialing, dialing in. And if you think about like a, a doctor that is a surgeon of a specialty, you know, you think about these surgeons, they use these little like eyeglass things that have these little like, you know, magnifying glasses on them and they have laser beams and they're doing surgery now that's so precise. They don't have to cut you all the way across the middle to take out an organ or do an operation. They can like have on these super focused glasses with a super, super pinpoint tool. And so I want you to think of that when it comes to setting your goals and, and then developing the action plans around it because this is what we do as coaches. We help you see that path and illuminate for you. And all you have to do then is actually go out and have the courage to perform on it. And not perfectly even, just go out and do it. And I love that. So let's go to step number seven, which is, next slide, um, the powerful habits. This links right into what I was saying about dialing in. Powerful habits are um, critical. And there is like a, um, I, there's a general in the army that did a video on making your bed. And everybody knows there's a book called Make Your Bed. And part of the Miracle Morning with Hal Elrod is about making your bed and putting these powerful habits in the morning. These are the things that were the first compounding um, strategies I used when I decided to change my life. I knew that there was no shortcut to mastery. So I knew that this was time on task over time, time on task over time. And that does not sound sexy. However, it, it compounds more quickly than you realize if you stick to the course, if you stick to the, the habit. Um, and that habit can be with your diet, with your exercise, with your business, with your personal relationships. You can do it anywhere in your life. And that's the amazing part of it. Now, from the book, The One Thing, we know that we can front load our day for success by doing a few habits early in the morning. And um, if you haven't read The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, I would highly encourage you to either get the, you know, the digital or the paper version. And there's also some uh, book reviews online. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when I talk about front-loading your day for success, what I'm talking about is back to our earlier conversation that not everything matters equally. You also don't have equal energy throughout the day. In fact, scientists have studied, you know, where your peak energy is and your peak energy levels from like 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then you have another brief window of time from like a noon to about two, two or three. And after that, your, your decisions are um, foggier, your ability to 
um, operate a high level, fought, like worse, your energy level is down. And the, and the way it's been explained to me when I was um, going through the one thing training, they said, think of a cell phone battery. You know, you wake up, it's on full charge. But if you see around one o'clock, your battery is dying, you plug it in, right? And you might plug it in even for like 30 minutes. But when you unplug it, you realize you did not get a full charge like you did the night before, you get a partial charge. Well, that's what happens to the physicality of a person throughout the day as you are as you are attacking problems and and working on on things you know your battery life is going down 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 even if you try to recharge it by taking a walk or drinking an energy drink or eating a sandwich it's still going down so with knowing that you would front load your day for success by doing a few simple habits and also back to the procrastination component of this i really believe and i coach my clients into this idea of a, a addressing the big frog each day and attacking the big frog. Do not let the big frog sit on the back of your mind as a bad um, thought that it's like an energy sack because you know you got to get to the big frog. And you only you know what your big frog is each and every single day of your life. So sometimes they are personal. Sometimes the big frog is um, business. But by attacking it and getting getting it done, there's a confidence builder right there at that moment. And there's an energy force that happens that gives you more front load for your day to have a great day. Um, and you can be, begin to change your life in any area. It just begins with awareness and thought. So I told Carrie this when I first met her, and it's still true. I told her, I cannot remember the last time I had a bad day. I've had dramatic days. I even had a dramatic day last week with a child of mine, but it wasn't a bad day. I don't have bad days anymore. I might have bad moments, but I am so good at refocusing, getting back in the lane of habits that now very few distractions can pull me off course. And I want to, to tell you that there is a big component of detaching from what others think, detaching from your distracting habits of like just reading social media ad nauseum and, and allowing yourself to be pulled into that world because really that is the thing that pulls you away from habits. Habits are in place so that you take the guesswork out of your day. That's all it is, taking the guesswork out. Because when people have to guess too much about how it's going, then they end up um, distracted. So, okay, let's go to step number eight. I know we got to kind of move. I want to make sure that I don't go over. Okay, step number eight is deploying activation energy. This is in sync with the habits. Um, hitting reset is okay to help you get someone through life's toughest challenges. We call it in the coaching world, the five minute funeral. If you have something that has gone so horribly wrong that either A, your profits are hurt, your ego is hurt, your reputation is hurt, it's okay. You can have a five minute funeral, but I'll see you in five minutes. <laughs> so go to the bathroom, cry, go get your Dairy Queen, go take a walk, whatever you need to do, you can do it, but just hit reset because it's important. You don't, it's an excuse to let um, a bad moment turned into a bad day. Um, lessons are everywhere, especially in dysfunction, disease, dis disillusionment, and despair. So know that that's normal and that's a human experience. So don't ever think that you're embarrassed by it or you know you should not talk about it because it is a thing that we all experience at one point or another. But again, 
don't let this to overtake you because you have a big life to live and a big life to design. Um, a sense of purpose can trump nearly all self-defeating thoughts of failure or lack. So when we talk back about that big why, that big purpose, that vision, this can be your beacon of light that pulls you out of those moments where you are having these thoughts and they're not true. You can do the thing that Carrie always talks about, which is ask, could the opposite be true? So let's stop those self-defeating thoughts. Let's get back into the habits because we already have it all planned out. Why wouldn't we just keep marching right in the line of our plans? Let's go to st um, step number nine. Living a gratitude-based life, I'm talking real fast. I realize um, <laughs> this, there's more richness to this than I'm really alluding to, but I want you to know that I've condensed a lot in here because I want you to just have that overview of what we work on. Um, a gratitude-based life is understanding that the habit of you know journaling every morning, um, writing down three things that you're grateful for, understanding that the world owes you nothing, it was here first, understanding that just because you were born here, you don't have a birthright to anything. Everything is a result of the energy you put out is the energy you'll receive back. So know that and check your ego at the door and, and start to get into more and more awareness. And this is also a habit of understanding how much of this is your ego and how much of this is true um, reality. Um, being grateful means that you can let go of being right and embrace being present. Um, I have, all of us struggle with this and I've gotten very, very good at this in the year, through the years. People want to be right because it's their lens. It's their perception. You trying to override that and be right in their world, it doesn't matter because it's not their perception. So that's where an argument begins because you have two different perceptions and right means two different things. So why even do this? Just let the presence happen. And if it's, if you're irritated, walk away. I mean, this goes back to the incremental and micro shifts you make to keep yourself in the lane of positivity and production. So, so much is already in place. You're here and awareness is all you need to begin and relaunch that new story. Okay. Step number 10, launching the new you. So this is kind of a summary. Dramatic change doesn't always appear dramatic to the outside world. This is huge because I remember that day when I had my kind of my Phoenix moment and I had been working towards it. And then I kind of launched my new life and I was there and it was amazing. And nobody treated me any differently. Not my mom, not my sister, no one. They're like, hey, what are you doing? We're going to have goulash for dinner. So, so I just want you to know it's not this big reveal, like a Kim Kardashian moment, right? Where she comes out with a blonde wig. It's not going to be like that. So just know that you are still improving and progressing and you don't need the approval of the world. It's happening inside and no one can see it yet. It'll show up later as glowing health, glowing profits, glowing relationships. And that is a life by design. So you are here to be the best possible youth. And faith is burning that bridge, knowing that it'll create in you the strength to swim across a river. I mean, this is all kind of, I know it's a little Oprah-ish, but no, this is so true. And every part of your environment matters. So be intentional about who you allow into it. Just, I mean, think about that. We're, we're very territorial as people, and we would never let anybody in to harm our children, our loved ones, our pets. But yet somehow we let people that have toxic 
thinking into our minds and toxic words. Why do we do this? Even the news, honest to God, I shut out 90% of social media and the news because it is bad news. It's not the news. It's the bad news that they're reporting. And I don't need to hear it because honestly, I need a loose idea of what's going on in the world. And then I need to work on me, which compounds on the people who interact with me and then they go out and touch others and that's how the ripple effect works it's not from you watching the news and then getting all alarmed and then like hiding in your house it's just not any good it doesn't do any good for your mental health so you can't control your first thought but you can control the subsequent ones so just know that you get to choose your perceptions you get to create your reality and why not create one that's good for you and and that is really the summary of all we've been talking about because this is about relaunching you and so the more you get focused on this idea of of detaching from others detach from the outcome rewire yourself by rewiring the addictions into self-awareness. And what I mean by rewiring addictions, the addiction of social media, the addiction of negative (laughs) thoughts, that kind of stuff. So that would be my summary. Thank you for listening today. Like Lisa said, the goal is to keep moving. Stop getting ready to get ready to get ready. It is time to take action. So use that five second rule. If you like what you heard today, don't wait. Just go to businessandlifecoaching.com to access our free resources and trainings to help you get started. If you're ready to make some serious changes with the help of a coach, please get in touch and schedule a strategy call to try coaching out for free at businessandlifecoaching.com slash strategy dash call.